0: This is
1: a CJ Morgan show. CJ Morgan show. This is a CJ Morgan show. Yeah, baby! What happens when you're late to your own show? Uh, Sorry about that. But the good news is I'm late to my own show because I just had a meeting with uh, uh, Lawless and uh, Evan, our uh, uh, program director and our promotions director. Uh, Check this out. I know it's short notice, but mark it in your calendar. Next Tuesday in the evening, like 7.30ish, at the radio station, uh, we're going to do a listener appreciation party. Woo! Yeah, we're just going to have some live music. We're going to have some beverages. We're going to have some eats. I think I'm going to bring the punishment plinko upstairs. Sweet. Uh, and yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do, we're we're gonna hang. Yeah, yeah. Live music sounds fun. Free. Wish I was invited. Food. But well, you're out of town, Spencer. Yeah, <laughs> you are such a baby. This is because you're not in the fantasy football league, right? Is no. that what this is about? No, no, no. I know, I know. You don't, <laughs> don't want it. I don't want to be in like, that. I don't
2: want to waste more time in my life and outside of work. Time
1: dude. and money doing work <laughs> stuff with coworkers. Uh, point being, we're going to have some stuff up at 101x.com, but just, um, and, you know, you got to be over 21 to attend. Uh, but we'll get y'all registered soon. So if you want to hang out at the station, if you want to meet your captain friend, CJ Morgan, all right, that's not the important part. The important part is uh, food, beverages, and live music. Uh, yeah. Details to come soon at 101x.com. In the meantime, uh, let's get the show started and let's have some fun. Uh, uh, we got America's name on this day in history. that's right on this day in history all the way back in 1813 uh we officially got our name or i guess our mascot no i'm not talking about amerigo vespucci which the americas are named after but uncle sam who was uncle sam well it's the united states mascot it's where we got our nickname uh it links back to a guy named samuel wilson he was a meat packer from troy new york who supplied barrels of beef to the United States Army during the War of 1812, wow. uh, which was uh, very, uh, a little, little bit of a butt spanking on uh, the behalf <laughs> of the British coming over to the United States. But luckily, Napoleon kind of saved us from that because they had to uh, okay. focus on
2: France again.
1: Anyhow.
2: I was a little confused. I thought we had a... Uh the female personification first, but I guess Uncle Sam came first. Lady Liberty? Uh, Columbia in the early 1900s. Excuse me. Okay, okay. Early 1900s when she came around for a little bit, but...
1: Nope, Uncle Sam first. Uh, The barrels were stamped with U.S., obviously for the United States, uh, but soldiers began referring to the grub as Uncle Sam, and uh, they uh, lovingly enjoyed it because there were supply problems. Back then, even. But uh, yeah. with, the, with the British uh, invading Supply. the United States, they had trouble. <laughs> Supply so, chain
2: issues. Yep. These uh, <laughs> barrels
1: of beef with U.S. on them became a welcome sight. And U.S. standing for Uncle Sam. Local newspapers picked up the story. And Uncle Sam eventually gained even wider spread popularity uh, and acceptance as a nickname and personification of of the United States federal government. It was later on in the 1860s that a political cartoonist named Thomas Nast began popularizing the image of Uncle Sam that we see today. Nice. With him in his nice hat and pointing at you. Uncle Sam wants you. So there you go. He today on you. History, mm-hmm. we got America's name.
3: There's drama in Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> And now it's time for Emily's Social Cues.
1: Emily's here for Social Cues, the most important part about radio. It's what's happening on the internet.
3: So, I know you've probably seen the memes already, right? Seen the memes. Uh Love it.
1: Know nothing about this
2: movie. (laughs) By the way, is this the Olivia Wilde movie?
3: Yes. Okay, okay. Because
2: I just looked it up and saw a picture of the cast.
3: Yes. Yeah, it's uh, Olivia Wilde. She's directing it, and it has Chris Pine in it, Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, and a bunch of other really big names, Um, and... I saw the trailer back uh, months ago when I was in theaters and thought, oh my gosh, this movie looks really good. It
1: it just got released in the, what's it called? Um,
3: It just got in the the Venice film festival. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, I really wanted to go see it, but now I don't even remember what the trailer was about because the drama behind this whole Venice film festival thing is More interesting than what the movie movie. is ever going to be about. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of layers to it that I can break down for you, but. um, There's been kissing,
1: there's been spitting, there's been crap
3: talking, and there's just
1: been some very bizarre
0: interviews. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um,
3: and for Harry Styles, musician, I don't think he's prepared to be an actor, especially after these interviews.
1: This is uh, him and Chris Pine. And Harry Styles is explaining movies while Chris Pine looks on.
2: You know, my favorite thing about the movie is like it feels like a like a movie. It feels like a real like you know go to the theater film movie that you know you, you kind of the reason why you go to watch something on the big screen. I think
3: yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, and the whole time yeah. Chris.
1: Chris Pine is just looking on, like, dude, uh, what? Yeah. So what do you, do- <laughs> what word salad is coming out of your mouth?
3: There was also another interview where they asked him, "What's your favorite part about being an actor?" And he said something along the lines of, "My favorite part of being an actor is not knowing what I'm doing <laughs> as an actor." Okay, which, so there you go. Part of the controversy, controversy is I don't know if you know this in the little gossip world, but Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are dating.
1: Okay, uh, and did not know that the
3: timeline is very interesting. Nothing's been confirmed, but Olivia Wilde mm. I think had a husband or another like serious partner before, and she potentially cheated on them with Harry Styles during the film of filming of this movie. Oh, uh, okay. Like they would, there, it was rumored that they would sneak off and do all this stuff, and so Harry with Styles, a little kissing,
2: hanky, he's, hanky. Yeah, Whoa. he's he's not
3: really a an actor yet. He's no. trying to get into that scene, so it's kind of. Strange. Strange that hmm, him and the director should be like. Hey, end man, up s-
2: Slow down. Yeah. Give a little respect to the the actors and everyone else that's worked their ass off. You yeah, know what I exactly. Mean? It seems like he's just sort of steamrolling, like some famous actor that'll do stand up suddenly and yes. just sort of yes. has the built-in audience. It's yeah, yes. you're
3: not
1: you're Jeremy Piven. You're not a stand-up comic. Right. Okay,
3: exactly. <laughs> um, the other kind of drama that's that's fun to discuss is Florence Pugh. Have you seen any of her movies before? Probably, yeah, it's maybe. midsummer. I feel like she, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah. yeah, yeah. She, like she's fantastic. She's Everyone I didn't knows.
2: Recognize it first. Yeah,
3: because she's such. a... Did you know she's British? No. Yeah, she's such an <laughs> amazing actress that you know that's you yeah. wouldn't assume anything like that. Um, but she's had a lot of problems, and her and Olivia Wilde are are in a, in the middle of some beef.
1: Yeah, I saw some meme about uh, during the thing someone crab walking around Olivia Wilde to avoid her. Yeah. As a,
3: yeah, <laughs> uh, all of the photos that you see from all the red carpet events... Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde are never standing next to each other, which is weird to have the director and, like, the, the main lead actress. never next to, Sorry, never next to each other. There's this
2: article I said here that says that Florence Pugh isn't going to go attending any quite Q&A-like sessions no, for the film. No, she hasn't says. been. She's only been,
3: <laughs> she's only been on, like, two red carpet events. Thramatic. But there was a video uh, that she posted where, you know, everybody was, like, asking, oh, where's Florence Pugh, blah, 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 and Olivia Wilde was like, oh, she's just not able to attend. And then Florence posted a picture on Instagram of her in Venice, but not at the festival, walking around with champagne in her hand and like a long robe. I love so how something happened. Damn. This
1: this Hollywood gossip has taken form in just memes on the internet. Oh, um, the
3: memes are great. The next
1: question I gotta ask you is: There's allegedly video of Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine. Oh yeah, yeah which yeah. someone turned into a goat. Did he? Yes. Did he spit on him? Like, what's the deal with
3: that? Like, I are they doing a bit? Personally, don't think so. Chris
2: Pine's like they they. Said that no, he didn't spit on him. Okay, yeah. at least their his rep has said that Chris Pine. But I don't himself, really know hasn't. what
3: happened because yeah. in the video, it's clear there's
1: something dropped or moved. Maybe yes. it was just an accident it or been
2: some gum that fell out of his mouth. I Even mean, <laughs> like,
3: yeah, I'm like, come on. What, of course, he's not a real actor, so of course, during the press, he would have gum in, gum his, in mouth. his mouth. <laughs> <you>
0: idiot. <laughs> the nerds, well, they're winning. Pickup is here with Matt Bearden. Hey, my son um, does not like school a whole lot. He's a great student. Makes straight A's, things like that. He just doesn't like investing a whole bunch there because... School sucks. Well, let's be honest. For some of us, it doesn't really trigger that thing that makes us passionate. Um, I watched a documentary with my kid this weekend. Maybe that's why he's not passionate because I make him watch documentaries. No, I found it <laughs> on Disney Plus. Apparently, I didn't even know this. Disney Plus bought out and owns all this National Geographic content. Okay? Hell yeah, it's kind of cool, sciency adjacent. Um, and my son likes some of that, and he does like learning, just not necessarily in the school environment. I found a documentary. It actually premiered years ago here uh, at the South by Southwest Film Festival. It went on to Sundance, where it was a winner. It's called science fair okay and I completely missed it now some parents out there may have already seen it this is not just for parents and families I think anybody would like this documentary it's pretty awesome if you like if you like Christopher guests like best in show you remember about the dog show <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> you'll love this it's about Okay, do you remember the science fair? And it was the thing that you waited until the very last minute to do for school, and then you had to quickly put it on poster board, and you lied about all of your data.
1: Oh yeah, I I took a transformer and and said I was I froze bugs to bring them back to life. Right? I, I could, yeah, you BS your way through the stuff, but it's it's fun. Every single <laughs> year, I
0: I was always like, does the weather affect your dog? And I would just write down sunny, cloudy, rainy, and I but I didn't remember the weather, and I never even put two and two together like. Adults remember the weather, and i just written down that it's been rainy for a week, and it's Texas. It hasn't at all. They would know that I'm lying about my data. Anyway, I never cared about science fair. I did not know that there's an actual international science fair and that a lot of schools that are invested in science fair are working hard at this and developing, well, honestly, the scientists of the future. It is a really cool documentary. Great kids that are in it. You see some kids that are in schools where the entire school— Is so passionate about science fair every year quite a few kids go. About sending a Lego up on a model rocket.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's another child who is in a school in Idaho that is completely focused on football. The football team has won zero games in like two seasons, but everything is still about football. She has been selected to go to the international science fair and the school they, they go around the school interviewing people like do you know who this girl is everyone's like no i've never heard of her what's her name and because it's just academics nobody cares about it's really cool to watch these kids get passionate though and i saw this little like gleam in my son's eye where he was like oh he's like oh i wonder what i could do for a science fair and i was like you don't have to compete at this level but Science fair would probably be a lot more interesting if it wasn't a burden, if it was something that you cared about. there's one if, kid, it, if
1: homework is what it is.
0: Right. And there's one kid in this documentary who is literally any one of the three of us in this room. He lives in a town in West Virginia that's super poor. His parents love him very much but are not academically motivated. And he's not either. They interview, a, they interview and his teachers are literally like, why is he in this documentary? He's not a good student. But he's figured out how to make calculators talk to each other, how to make them play music, how to put together trap, rap tra- uh, tracks using calculators and nice. stuff that he Hell steals. Yeah. a little Spencer. Well, <laughs> he's interested it. in the world. He's just not interested in school. Yeah, and you get to watch him kind of go, it's it's a really fun, good documentary. It's an hour and a half. It's compelling. And then, like, do you remember that documentary, Hands on a Hard Body? Uh Mm, that's sad one. Yeah, yeah. But one of the great things about certain documentaries like this that are competition is it's always compelling. You're moving towards a big competition. It's about and it's about people, but you also get to see is somebody going to win. So it keeps you invested and keeps you involved in the documentary. I would recommend it to anybody who has Disney+. Plus. It's easy to watch. It's called Science Fair. It's from National Geographic. It's from 2018. I missed it, but I really liked it. The whole family liked it. Put us in a good mood. Um... It did bring back creepy memories, though, the science fair, and I was like, oh, God, I hated it. I hated it.
1: ADD Radio. CJ Morgan on. Wait. 101X. Gross or good, a lot of new foods making their way to you in September.
2: You look Mo- fat as I'm getting very concerned with the
0: integrity of our organization here. CJ. You
2: have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The
0: man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods.
1: CJ is fat. Is it gross? Is it good? Let's figure it out together. A lot of new stuff hitting your fast food shelves and other restaurants in September. And I just wanted to go through a few of these and see if it's good or if it's gross. Because... Honestly, I'm going to eat almost anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, me too.
1: I am a Chunkaman, and I love trying new things. Dude, all you did, if it's gross, and I,
2: I bought it, I'm like, oh, I bought this. I got to eat it.
1: I, yeah, you had like a bad Taco Bell Mexican pizza. I you, still finished it. You still finished the damn thing.
2: <laughs> I hate it every minute. Anyway.
1: I am uh, I am happy that there was a, a redemption arc to your Taco oh, Bell pizza story, and you had a good one. Speaking just of.
2: A, just a fluke.
1: Taco Bell, bring back the Mexican pizza. They are, man. They're doing the next week. Okay, good. Is yeah. it gross or good?
2: Great, good. when it's made right. Yep, yep. there we go. Very Thank simple. Mm. So we'll
1: start with that one. Ding. Next up, Panda Express are launching their Beyond the Original Orange Chicken, which is not meat, orange chicken. Oh, interesting. That I'm going to say.
2: on the texture, I would assume.
1: If it's fried enough, it, it's going to be good. But here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to say the orange Orange Chicken's too sweet for me. It's too, I mean, yes, a lot of uh, different
2: fast food, Chinese food is just sugary. Well, I uh, feel but, like, but the orange chicken it is—it's a little too
1: pitchy for me, dog.
2: Fair enough. I feel like orange chicken at a regular Chinese place is a bit more subdued or like you know subtle than a but fast yeah, food. But yeah, but this is Panda Express where everything is you know chalked to a thousand percent, you know, sugar and salt. Agree. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: call that one call gross. gross. This one intrigues me because Long John Silver's is one of those places where I like to eat because it's very greasy. Yeah. And it has a different flavor of the fried uh, stuff, but they're introducing lobster bites. What? It is just deep fried lob. It looks like chicken nuggets, but yeah. lobster. Huh. I love lobster. I love any way to get butter into my mouth. Uh, but yeah, Long John Silver's is going to have a uh, a little sweet taste of Norway lobster uh, uh, from the, t- the tail. Better in be. In form of uh, their lobster bites. It's at participating locations, so I don't know if we'll... Get these here, but that probably not. I'm willing to try that if if it's gonna come to Austin, I'm now gonna I'm it, gonna do a lobster bite. I
2: have to know. So come with a butter dip. It better, my yeah. I got butter at the drizzle. house. Well, oh, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> is there even a? a so I know there's a Long John Silver's over on Cameron Road by, like, Nomad Bar, but I feel like it's a combination A&W root beer or something
2: like that. That's all I see him in every, uh, like, the, ever. Yeah, are anymore. there normal ones? I don't know, man. I, it's, been, it's been so long since I've been to one, actually. Point being, I'm going to find, a, I'm going to get us some
1: of these lobster bites. I have to. You should. Even if I have to have it shipped <laughs> from across <laughs> hey, the country. Hey, listener might be able to help out. That's true. Uh, Abel, man, shout out to Mailman Abel. Make sure to tip your mailman take care of him. Uh, next up, the Dunkin' Duncan. Donuts. They're doing a Dunkin' Boxo beer, teaming up with uh, Harpoon Brewing to do three new coffee-inspired beers alongside a pumpkin spice latte
2: ale. I gotta say Dunkin'. No one asked for a Dunkin' beer. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I don't like I coffee don't, beer I don't either. Care. Get out of here.
1: And I do, listen, I like a I I like some pumpkin beers. Not a pumpkin spice ale, but like St. Arnold's does Pumpkinator every year, and I I, I love it. I collect that. That's a
2: good one, yeah.
1: I'm going to say the Duncan and Harpoon. That that just looks gross. Last but not least, oh my dear, it's back all day, every day, for a limited time. Red Lobster's Endless Shrimp.
2: (laughs) Just garbage,
1: (laughs) heated up shrimp and Uh, butter in my tummy. Yes, 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 yes.
2: Uh, that's how, clearly a good rating for you, but it's also going to be gross watching you finish all of that. Yeah, dude.
3: But yeah, here's how it works. You the have,
2: bib you're wearing. It's just covered in butter and just
1: sadness. It's always when you go home afterwards, too, and you're like, why did I that's
2: eat that? That's where the bad? sads hit, because now you're like too full, and you're also a little tired, but You kind of feel You gross. can't fall asleep because it hurts. Yeah.
1: Uh, here's how uh, Endless Shrimp works, by the way. You choose two different shrimp preparations to start. Uh, When both are gone, you have to finish them before you get more. Uh, They bring more dishes until you're satisfied. Okay, let's see how long I can go. we
2: got to do that. I'm going to challenge you to see how far either one of us can go.
1: I mean, check out what they have this year, a new Parmesan bacon shrimp scampi. Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, They have an Argentine red shrimp, which is a skewer of wild-caught red shrimp, fire-grilled shrimp linguine alfredo. See, that's where they're going to get you. They're going to make you eat the rice and the Alfredo sauce. No, give me that shrimp and butter.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I don't need anything extra. Maybe the bread. Very (laughs) simple right here. Walt's favorite shrimp, which is just uh, hand-breaded, butterflied shrimp. Uh, Last but not least, your garlic shrimp scampi. Goes through November 6th. I'm going to say it's good. I'm going to say we have a red lobster ripe. I was going to take us to quality seafood as a show. I think instead oh, we just do red, dinner, yeah. yeah. Instead we do red lobster. <laughs> I love you, quality seafood, but <laughs> yeah. I have my endless shrimp. There you go. CJ's Amen. fat and gonna get fatter. I need to not get dumped by my fiance. Hmm. Welcome to group therapy. Uh a sad one today, in in a very weird way. I'm gonna be very raw, real, and emotional about my uh love life because it's it was a rough weekend.
2: It was a rough uh, weekend in the old C.J. Morgan household. Oh, no. You had oh. the four four full days off and so much time together. Yeah, lots <laughs> of fighting. Every, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, this is Group Therapy, by the way. The whole gang's here to help
1: fix each other. It's what we do. Emily, Matt Bearden, Hello. Spencer, myself, C.J. Morgan. Let's just start by saying that uh, over the last week, my fiance has been very busy and I've been very supportive of her. She's had a a trip. She's had a conference that she had to go to, not just go to a work conference, but uh, found out later in the week that the person kind of under her is leaving and not coming to the conference. So she no longer had the help. The help that was also thrown on her, meaning she had to go to her work and pack all the goodies to give away, like koozies and stuff like that. You know, yeah, the, all the swag. It's a tech company, so it's cool swag. It's like Yeti cuffs, but she had she had a three hundred pound suitcase. Whoa! So <laughs> were you She's in the suitcase? Been, <laughs> uh, I don't think that my weight limit's a little higher than that. Oh, is it? All right. So uh, she had a very stressful week at a conference. Spencer knows what happens when she goes out of town. I park my ass on the couch. I order pizza, and I play Red Dead Redemption. What else are you going to do? It is great. <laughs> um, I made sure the house was clean when she came back, but I had fun. I went to a Austin FC match with friends. Um, I went out and treated myself to eating. I had a really, really good week, and I was really Excited for her finally returning, so I can be like, babe, I did all this cool stuff, and on top of that, honey, I planned all this cool stuff for us this weekend. First and foremost, that is a uh, that is a big mistake um, when someone returns from work. Right, you shouldn't plan something for them, uh, Right, yeah, I can almost, be yeah. I yeah.
2: feel okay, yeah. like they need a good like at least twelve to twenty four hour like decompression period. <laughs> sure. Also,
0: you should know. Early in your relationship, does your person like surprises or do they like plans? There's two types of people that you can date, and there's nobody in between. It's either people that like plans or people that like surprises, but you should not surprise people who like planned events, Mm. And as I know in my relationship. Thank you for that advice, because I'm a
1: surpriser. I love surprising. My favorite bit that we did with Matt Bearden was when I brought this
0: stupid-ass Plinko board in here
1: and surprised (laughs) him with it.
3: Yeah.
0: I love surprising people, too. It's fun. It turns out that my wife hates surprises and loves plans you got to be careful with them. Can't I, surprise yep. her with the plans. She likes to be part of the planning process. That's sure.
3: exactly how I am. I don't
0: think she even likes the trips. I think she likes <laughs> looking plan? forward to the trips. That's
3: what I do, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like planning it. And the other issue with surprises is I'm a busy person. If you spring something up on me last minute, it's going to just ruin my whole day. Oof. I am. Yeah,
2: uh, I think it's gonna I'm going to ruin, a- ruin a- my a- whole a- day. So. I'm That's a look on your face, sir. I've
1: got three wonderful screw-ups uh, oh. to tell tell oh, you no. about uh, on group therapy, and I'll just start with, with, we'll come back and I'll talk about my three recent groups. but I'll just start with uh, the big one, my fiancé, a planner, not liking surprises. Hey, Matt, remember when I proposed to her? What did I do? You got her with a surprise. You, surprised you, her, right? you invited
0: yeah. all of your friends <laughs> to surround her in a circle in a while line. you surprised her and popped the question... Rich really gave her very little out. Good, by the way, good good on your part. Yes. Good on your part. Trapping her into yeah. uh, Oh,
3: my goodness. Trap. <laughs> I put that ring on the finger.
1: A ring she doesn't wear. We'll be right back. Oh, God,
3: God, yeah. Yeah.
2: I know. Sorry, man.
3: God damn it, Spence. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Hey, I don't, know so when we're, I don't know when we're ready or <laughs> not. After I clap, it that's is when clapping. we start.
0: That's uh, what you do when people are leaving, usually. It's I'll- time to t- talk. So you don't like it when he surprises you with a voice. I don't. Welcome back to group therapy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was
1: fun. That's, you know what? I'm glad we're, we're taking some of the sadness I out of this. Uh, I need to find a way to have my fiance not leave me. Um <laughs> Uh, She had a very rough week, a very busy week. So when she came home, I decided, you know what? I'm going to set all our stuff up. So she returns Thursday. She gets in. She's tired. She's exhausted. I'm having fun because I didn't do crap all week. I went to an Austin FC match. I played video games. I went and had dinner with friends. A lot of fun. A lot of good times. Friday, guess what? I don't have to work Friday. So Thursday when she gets home, I'm like, babe let's go meet Zach. He's in town with his fiance. She's always wanted to meet you. And she's like, no, she worked Thursday morning f- at the conference, got home Thursday night. Okay. Maybe a bad plan. Oh, anyhow, honey, by the way, uh, check this out Saturday. Uh, I got us some tickets to the Texas game and we're going to go meet some friends at the one oh one X tailgate. And then we're going to go to the Texas game. She goes, w- what? It's supposed to be raining and then it's going to be humid. And she's like, I just, I, I, uh, okay, well, babe.
0: Aww. I can even suspect suspect here that it's all coming at once at her as oh, well. Oh, you know too. me too well. you? Yeah. I what's happening is she's just already in defensive mode. Too much is happening. Because even if you'd spaced it out by Saturday morning, you talked to her, she might have been way into it. I'm sorry. You have a third thing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <What's your> third <laughs> thing? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I'm already to helping too soon. Okay. Well, so the third thing, in my
1: defense, like I did what was right. Um, I did a good mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Let's tell a story, and I'll get to the end of why I we're really, really uh, frustrated. Her. Um, <clears throat> uh, she comes home. She unwinds. She's unpacking, and she's looking around, and she's like, God damn it, did the dogs get my shoes? Where are my shoes? Where are my shoes? Where are my shoes? Let's rewind a little bit to Wednesday night. Uh, two-hour lightning delay from the Austin FC match. I get home pretty damn late. It's like 1 a.m. or something like that. It's trash night, so I'm outside. It's raining. I'm wheeling my trash cans out. Wheeling the trash, okay. I'm taking trash out of my car. You got to empty the fridge. And then I see coming down the road a vagrant. And I'm like, oh, I need to get my stuff wrapped up. And then it's like this 17 to 20-year-old girl, shaven head. She goes, excuse me, mister. And I'm like, I kind of put my hand like that. And I'm like, yeah, can I help you? And I'm putting, I'm being defensive, not because she's a 17-year-old little girl that's homeless. But because, uh... When this stuff happens, there's usually a dude around the corner waiting to bushwhack you. Yeah. So I'm kind of doing that. And then she goes, excuse me, mister. I'm really sorry to bother you, but I lost my shoes. Do you have any shoes? And I look down, and she's barefoot. It's raining. And I say, yes, stay right there. I'll be right back. I go in. I lock the door. And I'm like, where's our freaking Goodwill pile? We have a Goodwill pile. We have a Goodwill pile. Oh pair of Lisa's old tennis shoes right there. There we go. Grab her old tennis shoes. You know what? I'm going to get some socks, too, for this nice girl. I kind of put it out there, and I go, there you go, ma'am. You uh should have, have given night. her
0: some UT tickets because you weren't going to use those. <laughs>
3: <list. laughs> oh, <yeah>. um,
1: <laughs> let's go back to Friday. Now Friday, late Thursday, early Friday morning yeah. after my fiance's long trip. But she can't find her shoes. Uh, she can't find her shoes. Um. you <laughs> Because I gave him to a homeless he person, gave, her shoes away, which and, is
3: a really interesting story to have to explain. And to she somebody. asked me,
1: and she's like, "Hey, do you, have you seen my shoes?" And I go, "Oh, honey, those the old ones. Yeah, I gave those to a homeless person." And she just <laughs> like makes
2: sense. Well, she te-
1: her trip had been so bad and so wrong. She texted her friends that went on the trip, Joe Hafke and a few others, and she goes, uh, "If you had C J. given my shoes to a homeless person on your bingo card." It's notched because she has expensive boots, nice shoes and heels. And then she has her shoes. The next morning she wakes me up and goes, that was really inconsiderate. I just want you to know I've had those shoes for four years. Those are like $200 shoes. They're my around the house shoes. Those are my favorite shoes. I was like, well, honey, I gave it to like I did the right thing. And she's like, it's in it, dude. I, I gave away those UT tickets. We did not go to a tailgate. We went to a dinner during the game that I did you not watch. I should have
0: gone to group therapy right away. I'll oh, yeah. with you. I probably should have gone to group
1: therapy. They it
3: just shoes
1: for a homeless person. I know. It just I mean, sounds like
0: nice. I, look, it, you sound very well intentioned, okay, I CJ? I, I, I know the girl's uh, pro, feet. across the board on all these things, but honest talk.
1: Military commanders wait, tell you wait, to take listen, care of your feet. Listen,
0: listen to me. Listen to me. Okay. Listening is a good, good, it's a good thing. Okay. And I want you to <laughs> start listening. To your fiance, but really yeah. listening to her and tapping in. into your relationship because it sounds like Would my tapping you into are that no, it sounds like you mm. are acting and doing a whole lot of CJ inside of your relationship. But you have to remember that there's a CJ and there's another person in your relationship. Main yes. character and syndrome, and probably whoever your fiance is also dating on the side now, oh. who doesn't oh. give away oh, your shoes. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I'm saying is that it, I think you. I know you. And one of the things I love about you is that you are a very giving person, but you're also a bit of a fliberty gibbet in that you're just fighting around speaking. at all times. You're a little manic at times. You get yeah. too
3: excited yeah. and, and you don't think you let you let your emotions get to you before your brain does. You also
2: get a little defensive, too, when you're in the wrong. I feel
0: like we're <laughs> just roasting you right now, but that's better good, to apologize yeah. immediately but in remember, that situation. That When she first started dating you, knowing that you were the kind of person that would give shoes away to a homeless girl is well, why she was fell trying in love. To, I was trying
1: to get a, you know, a little hookup. It, it's why she <laughs> fell in love with you.
0: But then living with the person who then gives your shoes away while you're away m- making the majority of the cash in the family sometimes yeah. can become... The little things that are cute become exhausting sometimes in life, and you just need to tap in and think, what would Lisa want? And if you're not quite sure... Communicate by calling her and saying, "Hey, can I give away these shoes to yes. her out front?" <laughs> yes, and I, I and she might say, "Look, here's the deal: just give her fifty bucks to get shoes because we don't have any shoes to give away right
3: now." Or, oh, let me tell you where the goodwill pile is, CJ, that you were looking for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, right. I put the or goodwill pile you, here? Why yes. are you outside? Nothing ever good happens when I you're outside. One yeah. <laughs> yeah, there exactly. We go. Hey,
1: that's that's our time. I think I think we fixed it. Group therapy. Thank you, gang. Does Emily actually have a good fantasy football team? And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that now I'm a nerd. nerd. It's the Nerd Report, and part of being a nerd is nerding out over sports. Uh, Fantasy Football Fever is here officially kicking off, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be the uh, the first game of the NFL. Emily has joined the 101X Fantasy Football League, and uh, we're going to rate your team. How? Oh, great. First and foremost... Um, before everyone falls asleep out there because no one no one likes to hear about your own fantasy
2: football team. But
1: everyone I loves understand. to talk about their own fantasy football team. Oh, it's like team.
2: talking about a high or a drunk experience. No one cares about you no one. In <laughs> fact I, I joked with Jason and
1: Nick earlier. I was like we should start the two things people don't want to hear about is your trip on drugs or your fantasy football team. Yep. So we're gonna start a podcast where we eat shrooms and talk about our fantasy <laughs> football teams. <laughs> but just overall from someone who's not into NFL and not never played fantasy. No, uh, what was your take?
3: Um, I don't get it. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's my take. I don't really get it. Still, I mean, all we've done is the draft but I'll be honest I was very confused at what to do. I don't know how you guys remember all these names. I don't I, and like they're the it's, positions.
2: It's nerdness. It's I know. Nerdness. memorizing I know. Uh, it's useless numbers. information.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. No, I just I just don't with a gambling
3: angle. I just have never been a part of a family that is into stuff like this. So all of these players, all of these teams, I have no no idea about at all. Um,
1: Luckily, ESPN... Um,
3: made, it made it a lot easier it, it, than I it's thought. It's
1: now super easy because the computer will tell you how much this guy's going to score, predictive, yes. and it's it's pretty pretty accurate. So as a noob, you can do pretty good. Yeah. I thought uh, we should rate your team. Oh, gosh. Uh, first, we'll just go through and we'll actually read Emily's team. I have team my team
3: up here if you need it. You did
1: You did pretty good, but you made some questionable picks. Okay. At certain areas, sure. um, usually you want to start with running backs and wide receivers. Running backs tend to drop off more, but then I kind of got what you were doing. Um, our coworker Jason Dick. It- is a Cowboys fan, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you took a lot of Cowboys I players. <laughs> I did. I feel like, despite Jason. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Emily, uh, give us really quick a uh, rundown of your team.
3: Sure. So, uh, my quarterback is Dak Prescott. Hell yeah. You know? So, the Cowboys. And then, uh, running back, which people have told me that this was really good. And I got him in the fifth pick. So, was is Christian McCaffrey?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, he is. He was on course to become one of the best running backs, had an b- incredible season, but he's been injured a lot in the last two, three years. Mm-hmm. So that's the only knock. But yeah, McCaffrey is a is a first, he's a one, two, three pick. Gotcha. He's a top three pick. So getting him a cool, fifth cool, cool. good. Uh, um, Ezekiel
3: and, Elliott. You know,
1: it's a little iffy for your next running back. Mike
3: Williams. Mike
1: Williams, wide receiver.
3: Uh, uh, Tariq Hill.
1: Good, really. One of the best receivers in the league, but he's with the new team with an unproven quarterback. Gotcha. <laughs> See, oh. I
3: don't know any of these. Uh, either, uh, Tariq Lauren,
1: Washington wide receiver, Dalton Schultz, who you picked, you drafted him really high. Usually we don't take tight ends that high. Uh, Dallas tied in. And then you chose the Cowboys uh, uh, defense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You chose former Cowboy Amari Cooper. Good uh, job there. And then New Orleans' Michael Thomas, uh, who uh, was injured last year, but he is also a a thing. I'm just looking at your team, Emily. Here's my rating for you. Okay. You have heavy boomer bust. I
3: don't know what that means. It means your team...
1: Has the potential to score a bunch of points. Okay. To put up a lot of points and be very, very good. Boom. They're booming it. But they also, it's a lot of players that he's either going to give you 21 week but then three the next week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's unpredictable. Um, I got just like
3: a whole wild card of people. You got a whole wild
1: card. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to grade my fantasy team, and let's see uh, your report oh, card. I can
3: do that? Uh,
1: dude, <laughs> Where is it, that? <laughs> it's a whole nerd thing. Okay, yes. cool. Um, Let's go. Overall, Emily is a B minus. Her core starter is a B minus. Her depth is a C plus, uh, but a B minus, that's... Pretty damn good for your for first, my first ever fantasy fantasy ever. draft. Uh your wide receiver core is what's rated the highest on this. Um your running backs uh rated a C plus the the lowest, but overall uh B minus, let's compare that to my team. I'm the current champion. Mm. Um I also took an edible and did some wild you picks. You
3: really did. I was uh, I was a little out of
1: it. I also did a joke, Spencer, where I was like, oh, "I got to go to the bathroom, guys," and I took a bottle of water and poured it on the floor slowly because I wanted everyone to think I was going to the bathroom right there. And the, and a... and Nick goes, "Did you just pour that out as a joke?" And I was like, yeah,
3: "I thought someone." I didn't even know that you did that. I was on another.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: wow, man, you gotta be okay. All right, here we right. go. <laughs> Three-time
1: champion, commissioner of the league. Emily's an overall B minus. Me, I'm a C plus. <gasps> Emily, Ooh. your team.
3: Yeah, Rated, but we hired. don't know. And that's the thing about the, the whole. That's the, why we play it on the field. We're betting on people. So who knows what they're going to do? Hey,
1: you summed it up very well. <laughs> we're that is fantasy on in <laughs> its essence. The face. Wait. The mustache. The Boston. CJ Morgan. 101X. Fantasy football has Emily's parents freaking. Fantasy Pissed. Sorry, I tried to really make that sound cool. It's the leftovers. (laughs) Uh, Anything Emily didn't talk about on the Morning X, she brings to us. And we just did a whole nerd report on fantasy, but it's affecting your personal life.
3: Yeah, which I've heard is pretty common that it'll uh, affect your personal life. Because once you get into fantasy, I feel like, what, it ends in December? When does this end? Does it never end? It ends in
1: December. Uh, As a a matter of fact, if if you make the playoffs... Um, you are going to be um, having to do stuff around, like, the Christmas holiday.
3: Oh, don't tell my parents but you that. you want to win the money. I mean, I do, I do want to win the money, um, but I was, yesterday, or whenever we did our draft, we were, um, I went home, or, I don't live with my parents anymore. Emily, come on. You drove stop. all the way to I'm Houston. A chi- I'm not a child. I'm a child. I'm not a child. I called my dad and was telling my dad, I I like to try to find things that me and him have in common so that we can talk about that sounds sad but it's more of just That's like sweet. that like you know dads just don't really know how to talk sometimes so i sent him a screenshot of my picks and said hey here's my fantasy football like you know and i called him and i was like yeah i just sent it to you like what do you think and he looks through it and he goes i think that one's a cowboy right yeah and i said yeah and he okay. goes Yeah, that's about it. I I don't know anything else. And I said, wait, you don't know anything else? But you're a dad. You're Yeah, I'm like, you're a dad. You're supposed to know sports. You're supposed to know football. He goes, I don't really get into those types of things. So my dad is very anti-fantasy football. He told me that he had people that used to work for him that were really into it. And he's like, I just don't get it. I, I never really get it. And now that I think about it, growing up, my dad barely watched football. Like, football was not the sport of choice in our household. My dad is a giant Astros fan. Although last night or whenever I talked to him, he did tell me. He said, "I can't even. You know, sports are just not the same anymore. They keep changing the rules. Everything's different. I just can't enjoy it anymore. It's all about no. the money. We it's gotta about get him, the fame. We got to oh, get him no. into
1: esports. And
3: he's like, it's never ever yeah. about the game anymore. Yeah, Dad, so check out this
2: Rocket League
1: game.
3: Ever since Astros cheated on cheated, he's like uh, he feels very cheated. like That's... upset about it. And so my parents really don't watch sports. So."
1: they're more disappointed in you doing fantasy than joining yes. radio as you said yes. cuz when
3: they when i was trying to find a full time job it was like okay mom i got to stick around i got to keep you know doing part time at the radio because maybe something will happen for it And she's like don't you want to try to find a real a job? real job and i was like uh, yeah i mean that'd be nice and turns out my parents want nothing to do with this fantasy football talk that i'm I'm going to have to endure until December. So I'm going to be alone in all of this. Just a reminder,
1: (laughs) you're going to be at home for Thanksgiving. I know. And there are games on Wednesdays and Thursdays, so you'll need to set your line up. I man, I feel like I'm gonna. It's also gonna. I'm gonna have to hold your hand. I'm gonna have to be texting you, Emily. Set your lineup. Yes, set your please. lineup. Yeah, but please, you like that a little bit, right? I, I don't no, even have <laughs> because it stresses
3: me out having Sorry. to do it for my own team, <laughs> but, and I don't even have a parental figure that you're gonna have to be my parental figure. Uh, and really? J- Jason
1: and I, which yes. is gonna because we're we What do you call us? Your gay stepdads? Yeah, my just gay stepdads. Uh, but here's the deal: Jason and I are both very competitive and want to win. Not just the money, but we want to win. Yeah. So I feel like we're gonna be tug of war and Emily back and forth. Uh-huh. Perfect. Plus as league commissioner I kind of have to be overall unbiased uh in the thing. I don't yeah. I don't I can't quite have as many machinations as Jason <laughs> Dick does. It'll be fun, it'll be exciting and uh you know we'll 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 have a way to make you really get into football. Yes, please okay? adopt
3: me because my parents have disowned me from this fantasy football business, you're, which I don't blame them.
1: You're under our wings now.
3: Okay, perfect. <laughs>
1: If you're going to go to the Austin airport. Man, just just get there the day before. I don't know why they're not 24 hours, but the the big story today is uh, out at ABIA Austin Bergstrom International Airport lost power for over 3 hours. Jesus, man. 3 Uh-oh. hours without power leaving passengers stuck in the dark, lines closed down, flights delayed. So if you were looking to get out of town a little early this weekend, uh, you were screwed and i don't know if you saw some of the traffic cam footage but there were just cars yeah. and people straight up not probably not abandoning their cars but leaving like a rideshare
2: yeah, to dude. to take their luggage across <laughs> the field i uh, saw pictures from people i know on their social media they're just like, chilling at, there yeah they're like well i guess we're just going to sit around god that would be going to the airport already sucks but what this is now multiple
1: problems, specifically with Austin, one of the biggest growing, most desired cities to live in, and our damn airport can't even get it together. <laughs> Not just that, like... The, the,
2: uh, uh, go on. Uh,
1: four, it, it began at 4.30 in the morning today. Oh. <laughs> uh, apparently, because the lines are under the airport, it took a lot longer to get to it and find out what happened. Oh, did I they, guess,
2: and they did find out what happened. I was curious to see.
1: Um, It looks like a Transformer failed, and then their entire backup system failed afterwards. Uh, That's
2: good to know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, So it just completely crapped out, which is, again, just insane. Like, it's almost comical. Is it ancient
2: ancient technology or something? I don't don't know, man. Okay, okay. Um, okay. it's
1: It's just insane that our growing city and our, our airport and so many things in Austin are just still like child's play. Well,
2: you know why? It's because it's a Democrat.
1: I mean, you know what? <laughs> uh, you can blame, which is also well, yeah. that's another weird bitch, like pretending that Austin hasn't always been kind of a little more to the left, but it, it's, it's funny to think it is kind of the liberals' fault because back in the 80s, late 70s, the big thing was Austin didn't want to become Houston, so there was no really good plan for the city to develop the natural growth that people were projecting was going to happen along the I-35 corridor. Instead, we have no real east-west highway. (laughs) We have I-35 and Mopac that are kind of built in a weird area that can't expand very much, and uh, then just a, a terrible infrastructure for this entire city.
2: Hey, man, I'm all about blaming whoever is wrong, no matter what side of the party you're on. Yeah, <laughs> Lamb rules! Stupid limbs. It's your fault. Uh, but luckily, everything
1: seems to be fixed. Um, it's only a Wednesday, not, not a, I guess, a ha- heavy traveling day. But just... Just beware flying out of Austin, flying into Austin. Don't do it. Just drive just to a different drive. airport. <laughs> yeah, dude. Drive to what Fuck. is Hobby the one in Houston? Yeah, just just yeah. do just do that. <laughs>
3: Did you
1: know? It's time to know. It's time to learn. It's time for knowledge. Uh, usually Matt yeah. Bearden joins us, but today we're like Spinny, Nah, man, he's got stuff to do. So we'll we'll hang around. We'll wait for him later on for Weird or Wired. But Word. I just wanted to. Did you know some fun things? Just the two of us. Cool, man. Tell me more. Five fast facts. That's what Know is all about, and it's got to be true because uh, it came from the Internet. That's right. Today's information brought to you by Wikipedia, Monopoly Wikipedia, Wikipedia, and Business Insider. Sweet. Wikipedia, as we all know, can be changed and edited at a whim. Yeah. But they've cracked down on it. Because when I when I interview, did you know, uh, you can change and edit things on Wikipedia. It's open source, but when I've started doing stuff, when I interview bands, like I'll add a fact and then it's not true, and then I'll ask them about it, uh, the Autobot mods or whatever correct that stuff pretty fast. Yeah, man. It's not quite as wild as it used to be, so I'm guessing Wikipedia means it's accurate, which is why this is an important segment. Tell, uh, tell let's us. Let's get to it. Come on. Did you know... The first major artist, major artist, uh, to release a downloadable single happened all the way back in 1996. I don't even think I had internet as a kid then. Uh, it was David Bowie's Telling Lies. Ah. Uh, Bowie, 96. Ahead of his time there. Always was. Rest in peace, man. One of my favorites. That's some Saturdays. I, I have a Bowie playlist that's just all my favorite Bowie songs. It's yeah. like a couple hours long. And uh, did you know some Saturdays when I'm at home alone, cleaning house, whatever, I'll just crank it. It's one, yeah. of, one of my favorite things to listen to. Uh, did you know the Statue of Liberty <gasps> has a four and a half foot long nose? Oh, thought That's you were going to say something I, else. I, no, something hey, else. This is an educational segment, not a chance for us to be poivites. Uh Did you know in the official Monopoly rules... When you land in the free parking spot, your reward is uh, nothing. You're actually not supposed to get anything, but I think most people play to where the money that you have to pay in fees and whatnot, uh, you you get that for there. Um, Of course, Hasbro discourages players from rules like this because uh, that's how Monopoly can also turn into a super long game if you keep getting free money for landing in
2: free parking. That's absurd. That's absurd. It's free I, parking. I get bored with Monopoly. Monopoly, I don't know why it's still around, man. It's really not the best board game. It starts fights. It's low tier. It's just got the best pieces to play with, I guess. But Yeah, that's true. Give well, me Risk, though. I'll
1: play some Risk, especially Lord of the Rings Risk. Hell oh, me. man. They need to make a Game of Thrones Risk.
2: Yeah, why haven't they done that? I don't know. I'm going to look I it up Maybe right they now. will. Maybe they will, CJ. You
1: would think, I mean, I mean, licensing. they made a they made
2: video game. Like, they made a Metal Gear Solid risk, and uh, that's pretty fun, actually. Me- oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. It was hey, based Game of Thrones risk. It there is, you go. A
1: uh, 100 bucks on eBay. Did, did you, you know? know? <laughs> uh, did you know? Tell me. The first and only G-rated movie to win Best Picture was Oliver oh. in 1969. Hey. One year later, the only ever X-rated movie won Best Picture, which was Midnight Cowboy.
2: Wow. Uh, I, keep, very, I forgot about that film. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Worth revisiting. You enjoy Classic. Those, those sex scenes?
1: Uh, you, you know what? Anything to just feel <laughs> less numb inside. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, did you know? Last one for today. Amazon was originally going to be called Relentless. In fact, if you go to Relentless.com, according to this, uh, it still redirects you, redirects you to
2: Amazon. Hold on. I'm trying it right now. That just
1: makes me think of Nandor the Relentless. But
2: yeah, relent- why? Why? Oh my God, it does, does go it to really? Amazon.com. Hey. This is one we can test here in the we studio. We just proved. In our labs.
1: We proved that Did You Know it's right. Wow. Look at us. Don't feed the pigeons. Everybody. going to render a verdict on who in this situation was behaving badly. Uh, Here's what happened. A Georgia State University, I believe, uh, college student was uh, running a favor, a DoorDash, whatever company it was. Uh, She stopped at a Popeye's to pick up a meal for her client or whatever, and then uh, saw a homeless guy. And the homeless guy was like, hey, I'm hungry. Can I have something to eat? So she's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do something nice. I'm going to get this gentleman a meal. Popeyes, they weren't having it. Here's the story.
3: This homeless man, I'm trying to order a two piece dinner for them. I, well, may I speak to the manager? So, I don't know when Popeyes don't let you order for him. If he's asking for food. No, ma'am, you why, can't do it. Why? No. He's asking for food. Ma'am, you can't do it. I'm a but you recording me, baby. They call the cops on me everything, bro. I can't order for this homeless man right here who asked for food. He didn't even ask for no money, and then they been so rude. She's just
1: trying to help out, not yeah. give him cash for drugs as someone's... Uncle would say it, but uh, just buy a homeless guy food. And this is kind of a a tough one, obviously. Get out of here, hobo! Get off my property! You're not supposed to feed feral cats or the pigeons. That's what makes them stick around and stay there. How dare you compare
2: this human being yeah, I to know, a I know. cat uh, or
1: a pigeon, I'm, dude. I'm being facetious, but I it, know. it is a tough, weird situation because he probably hangs around Popeyes a lot at that location. The staff might have to deal with them. Yeah. They. Uh, might not want him uh, being there, so it's a, it's a tough, weird thing. But to to straight up call the cops on someone just by like she she's buying chicken. Let let the woman buy the chicken, Popeyes, right? And then then it's not your problem anymore if she gives it to someone who's starving, who's someone who's hungry. That's
2: stupid. It's like it's illegal to feed the homeless, I guess.
1: Uh, it, it just I understand the perspective <sighs> of a business owner. Not wanting someone begging, right? Hand handling, whatever on your property. But again, I made the dumb reference to cats and pigeons, and, and if you feed strays, they're going to keep coming around. But this is not an animal. This is a human being. Human, man. A human that has language, could talk and think and act, could feel. And again, asked for food, yeah. didn't ask uh, for that. So quite simply, uh, Popeyes, you're you're my person behaving badly. I'm very yeah. frustrated, and uh, if you want to make it up to me, uh and I'm gonna me. need some free and okra. Me. And Spencer, and me. We're, gonna, we're gonna need a uh, we're gonna need a bucket of chicken. We're yeah. gonna need some fried shrimp. We're gonna need uh, a you, little bit of.
2: Uh, why don't you throw all of it in there? Why don't you
1: throw every you know single what? thing you make yes, together? Popeyes, if you want to not be today's person behaving badly, uh feed one homeless person, and then feed Spencer and I. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, sure. Or is sure. me using some poor person's plight in a viral video uh, no, be bad to, to no, just get no. a that set. always
2: That always goes right.
1: Hey, potatoes and gravy, too. Yeah. I want some mashed potatoes and gravy. Your, your them,
2: gravy's good. Throw them sides in there.
1: Thank you very much. All right, there we go. Today's person behaving badly, a Popeye's who <laughs> refused to sell a meal to a woman called the cops on her just because she was going to give a two-piece chicken thing uh, to a poor homeless dude.
0: He's like the store brand of funny. C.J. Morgan on 101X. How many people can you fit on this marble?
1: Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Weirder Wired with Matt Bearden. Welcome back to the studio.
0: Thank you very much. I read a long article by the BBC. How many people could we realistically expect to support in civilization? You guys Hmm. want to take a guess at what they're thinking? With our three fat asses, that's about it. We barely (laughs) fit in the
1: studio. (laughs)
0: Hmm. uh, The future is all really... Well, it all really comes down to a phenomenon known as demographic momentum, which is you know you need a young population with a fertility rate um, above a certain point. You know what I mean, so that you're replacing people faster than they're dying. You're able to support society with that. We're not there right now. No, in fact, we're actually below that that and we're contracting a bit. But throughout time, they've been able to find out that we've done that. In fact, they've been able to find now, kind of diagnose. They think we went from probably millions of people, proto people, if you will, that at one point there was a large eruption and humanity dwindled down. They think to numbers maybe sub ten thousand humans or humanoids on the planet, mm-hmm. and and that the was late, as, the late Bronze Age collapse. And this is not long ago. This, we're talking you can reach back and touch it, 10,000 years kind of, and then we expand it again from there. But that limited our gene pool. It's also one of the reasons we have some of the diseases we have is that we went from a diverse gene pool to a very shallow oh, yeah, gene pool. Yeah, we had
1: a, Neanderthals. We had a completely different type of human being that existed.
0: Other ones, like a, a whole right, D- diving, a short I, people. even. Those, those, those ones. things. Yeah, those things. <laughs> anyway, they're saying by tw- the year 2100, they think realistically, we could see 10 billion people. Our population still grow up, up to 10 billion people. Uh, we're close to it. We're almost 8 billion right now. They even are saying, there are some people saying, really, humanity should be... It should be our goal to expand to a trillion people. To start colonizing the planets. That's because right. Because,
1: as we learn in the movie Blade Runner, you can't colonize enough outer planets with the clones because the clones aren't able to breed.
0: Yeah. So that part's a little wired, but here's another thing that came out this same weekend. Uh, there's a scientist. They ran a bunch of models in 1972, computerized models. At the time then, the computers were the sizes of like football fields. And they predicted the end of civilization- and they said we were really on track for a collapse around the year 2040. Hell Jeez. yeah! They went well, we back get to, to them. see it. Obviously, we're less than 20 years out. They went back, and um, the same scientist said, "Oh, well, our computing has gotten much better. In fact, uh, it's way stronger now. And uh, we've continued to run the models since 1972. In fact, we've run those models every year since 1972, and we have new information, cool, all kinds of new input." And we now have a new prediction of when society might collapse, and that would be still 2040. Uh, nice. They said that okay. anytime time anything that has improved <laughs> and would thought that we would maybe extend our longevity – something else has come along. Like, oh, oh we've gotten better warming. medicine, but we've also put out more greenhouse poor, gases. more Yeah, so it's just getting troubling. Now, remember, civilization collapse does not mean the end of humanity. It does mean the end of us able to support humanity. You're already seeing little bits of it right now. Um, how we're struggling for water in places. Oh God! How yeah. uh, prices for food are going up. You saw. Yeah, but how- Brando has electrolytes. <laughs> Do you remember how we really all freaked out a year ago because it got cold in our city? None of us had any food stored away. We weren't sure what to do. And we've lost skills like, how do I go in my backyard and get food for my family? Yeah, Mm. we've lost those skills. And all of that goes into these models. So even though they're saying, hey, we think that we could see ourselves at, you know, 10 billion people by the end of the century, somebody else says, "Uh, not so fast. In fact, uh, I'm seeing us at really contracting back down to probably not as far down as those 10,000 people. Mike Judge called it. (laughs) But another big contraction coming soon.
1: Hey, great news. I found a new job, a new place I can work.
3: Oh, cool. Can you uh, give me a, uh, <laughs> a resume? <laughs>
1: um, well, I think this is more suited to my particular oh, skills, Emily. Not for me. Uh, welcome to Clickbait Corner, where we read the salacious headlines on the internet, click on it, and discuss it. Uh, a company in Amsterdam wants to know if you can puke on command, and they are willing oh, to pay gross. you a yeah. lot of money. Well, the CJ. only catch, you got to be able to puke on command. That's definitely right up your skill set, man. Uh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, Sunday morning, four a.m. Puke pretty hard.
2: <laughs> it
3: grows. I even
2: tried to make myself throw Don't up, but I could not do it. Mm, I almost did. See, I gotta be careful. That's disgusting.
1: Ew, Don't do ew, this. ew, ew! Yeah, yeah can, I can keep puke talking. on command. No, I hate no, no, doing no. it. Mm. I'm not. We're gonna stop with the puky noise. I promise. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Cool. okay. <laughs> Breathe. Okay. Sprinklers aren't going off. I'm fine. <sighs> okay. Close. Uh, I Sunday woke up at 4 and it was so bad like the capillaries in my face burst and my face still looks like it looks like i have freckles almost uh, not as bad as yesterday or earlier in yeah yesterday whatever point being uh there's God, a job careful man that esophagus can only handle so much acid you know and i've been <laughs> beating it up for years thanks to alcoholism and me puking on command, but a clinic in Amsterdam, they want to hire someone who can throw up right away, Uh, and the reason is, it's to help people with the irrational fear of vomiting. That's right. If you have this skill, uh, your time has come. They're looking for a part-time employee, which they will pay a lot, apparently, uh, to be able to throw up on command. It's a job at a clinic in Amsterdam, and they treat different types of phobias. Fear of heights, fear of needles, and in this one, uh, emetophobia, which is the fear of vomiting. What they do is they try to have people go into therapy sessions, almost like emulsion therapy. Uh, they're oh. going to be doing a therapy session. I guess you walk
3: in. And just throw up. And
1: you throw up. That's so mean. I know. And you try to. And you're trying to help people face their fear. Oh, so weird. So random. Uh, It is a uh, temporary gig, but it sounds semi permanent because they uh, their last person who did this uh, professional recently retired. Um, So if you're interested in doing this, um, you know. You can go to the New York Post and find the article and actually right. apply for the job of throwing up on command. I don't and like that. I don't like. I'm not happy. I can do it because brushing my teeth, eating, choking, thinking about it, uh, will will get me, and it sucks. It's all because of my stupid alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, to be real here, like I, when I was younger, if I would have too much to drink at a party, I'd be like, oh, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm gonna go make myself throw up, uh, get it out, yeah. and then you'll kind of sober up. I also, you know, my fiance doesn't believe me, but I was I I in my mind believe I have a very uh, quick metabolism. My body can metabolize alcohol really fast, so I can get drunk and then if I stop. For like a half hour, I'm back at a little better baseline. I know it's not science, but I know how I feel, and I'm like, oh, I'm a little better now. Whereas in half hour before, I was slurring, I couldn't speak, and I was spinning when I would close my eyes. But throwing up would help me puke and rally, is what they call it. Oh, oh man. Uh, and now it's made it to where I just easily do it as Just anytime. puke, no, no more rallying. Uh, no, there's no more rallying. There is... There is sitting sadly in the toilet and then looking in the mirror at my disheveled, gross <laughs> face. But hey, it might, it might give me a job in traveling overseas. Yeah. I want to go home and sleep right now because I'm so excited about tomorrow's show. First and foremost, uh, football is back. Always happy. For the first week of football, and then I get disappointed and stressed out as it goes on. But more importantly, um, we're going to get a taste some delicious hot sauces that's tomorrow, right, baby. Get some spicy lips, some spicy Ugh. tongue. Can't wait. I'm I'm a hot sauce fan. I love it. Put it on a cracker. Put it on a uh,
2: wow, chip. That's, whatever. That's very base level. Just a cracker or a chip. I like that. Well, yeah, because uh, uh, you can appreciate the sauce itself more so.
1: Exactly. And uh, uh, quality seafood that I like to go. They have you know a lot of crackers and they have like the crystal the a bunch of the different kind of like mm. cajun hot sauces and I like to just eat those you know you're supposed to eat them with the oysters but I like just to have them on a basic white cracker so you can really taste it and that's what we're going to be doing tomorrow but with just chips. Stoked, man. Here's the catch. And this is all because uh, the Austin Chronicles Hot Sauce Fest is this Sunday. Um, but they're going to be coming by and bringing us a variety of different sauces to try. I'm I'm so excited, Unfortunately, man. Unfortunately, it's going to go. It's a knockout <laughs> contest. And we're going to have Emily and Madden in here and our friends from the Chronicle. <laughs> we're going from least hot to most hot. I got this. And you think you can, you, you're going to get them all.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You have no problem with, uh, with, with the burns. I've completed a hot ones challenge. Now that's what's the tap out rules? Is it when you take a drink or something like that? Because I think where you said they're... I think yeah, I think once you once you call it and have to take some milk, then you're you're out. Okay, okay. Because at least with hot ones challenge, they let us drink some milk and stuff to continue forward. So, Uh
1: you you know what? Scratch that. I think that is fair to.
2: Cleanse your palate before going to the least. next sauce. The very least. It, you know, if you're there chugging, maybe you're going to have to tap out. I don't know. We'll decide upon the rules between yeah, now and tomorrow, You, you know how the
1: show works. We always make up rules as it goes, and yeah. it's usually
2: because I'm bitching about something. Now, we do need to remember, depending on how We, we have to we're talk. Not, well, yeah, also that. We're not having wings, so it's like, I guess there's less of a chance of us getting it like Actually on our burning. fingers and in our eyes accidentally when you rub your eyes. Sure. are going to start sweating a little bit, I know, when we get to the hot. Sauces, you'll probably we'll probably wipe in the brow and stuff. We got to be very careful. careful. I have no problem uh, tapping out, and I'm not worried about oh, that. No. I'm worried about poor Sweet
1: Emily because what? she's she's not a hot hot sauce person, but she's yeah. very competitive. Oh, yeah. Emily doesn't like to lose, so this is going to be interesting. Seeing I'm all excited. of y'all square I wanna off, I want to see um,
2: how far Matt can go. He and I are very similar levels. Y'all and also, like hot things. We're in yeah. the same agreement. Like. I don't want to eat something this hot all the time. I'd rather it be hot and spicy and also taste good. Yeah, the flavors important. A lot of that stuff gets lost sometimes in the uh, spicier stuff. So I'm super excited to potentially be eating really spicy, I, really flavorful stuff, man.
1: I judged hey. the uh, Chronicles Hot Sauce Fest a couple years ago. It was it was amazing, but they do save the the hottest for last because obviously you can't do that, but you're out in the sun eating hot sauce all day. It is it is a trial and tribulation, so I'm glad we're doing <laughs> sounds, it in the studio. <laughs>
2: uh, the
1: last time I actually really competitively ate something really hot, I think it was at like a wing plate, maybe Buffalo Wild Wings or something, but uh, you had to eat six of their hottest wings. Might have been Pluckers. I don't remember, but the point was the hot sauce didn't get me, but the wings just came out of the fryer. Oh, that's the worst, And dude. so I, it, it was... The temperature, as well as the scovils was so hot. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this. Exactly. And everyone's like, boo. And I'm like, well, dude, sorry. It just, it's fried well, it, grease. It's the hot
2: oil on top of the, the actual so hot. State, the stuff that's making it hot. Yeah. It's, 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 it makes it worse, man. So
1: maybe tomorrow will be a little bit of my redemption, but uh, we'll find out. I'm excited. Hot Sauce Fest. We'll probably do this around 5 10. Oh, and yes, uh, for those of you wondering, it will be live on 101X's Facebook on camera. Yes. Sweating. Reading. Here we go. It's the C.J. Morgan Show on KROX-FM View Austin. 101X.